Okay, and welcome explorers and welcome to the show. Thank you for sticking with us today. I'm joined by my good friend across the pond and arguably the most handsome chap in Kansas. It's Jimmy. Hey, everybody. Today, however, we are unfortunately without Taylor because while she was uh, feeding the lions, she was succumbed to by the lions and has been eaten alive. No, she's actually away on some outer rim business. <laughs> How's your week been then, Jimmy? Well... Uh, it's been good. It's our first full week off from uh, school, and I think just like you, um, I celebrated my wedding anniversary. Yeah, which was crazy to find out that you and I both share—not together, uh, we share with our <laughs> wives—the um, wedding anniversary. So that took up a couple days of my time, but yeah, it's been great. First year went really, really fast. Awesome. Yeah, exactly the same as you. Same, uh, same anniversary. Um, I think we should do an episode on Star Wars Widows at some point. Get the wife on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Have them on. How many years for you? Uh, wow, we put you straight on the spot there. Eight years. Uh oh. Eight years. Eight I'm good years. To go. Eight beautiful years. Gotcha. Yeah. What about you? All right. Uh, this is our first. Oh, so nice. We've been together about about four years. You know, our first year married. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Hopefully, they all just as much fun as. Uh, this first one. <laughs> I'm sure they will be. A man of your stature, a lady like Molly, I'm sure yeah. they will be. Yeah. Cool, right. Let's go into the uh, the news from Batu then. Take it away. All right. So Echo Base early bird tickets from, epi for, from episode 13 are going on sale. This event happens on the 7th of October. Um, the big collector's event in the UK held at the Kingfisher. Um, I, I checked this out too. They're going to have a dinner possibly the night before. Yeah. And you get sat down with someone like from Star Wars. I think that'd be very cool. Have dinner with them. It's only 60 pounds per ticket. I'm telling you what, I might have to fly back over. Well, um, if you do, you can stop at Marcus. I'll definitely be going. Excellent. Uh, Migna Wen has had her uh, star revealed on the fa uh, famous Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is about time for this lady. I mean, you think about all she's in. Some people forget that she was the uh, she was the original Mulan, yeah. And then she makes her way into um, that uh, Marvel series on television, which I cannot think of the name, nor did I ever watch it. And then uh, now she's in Star Wars. So I mean, she is. Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel. I mean, she's got it all. So she finally got her star. Um, and then because of the uh, writer strikes, it looks like Mando season four is going to get pushed back. This is going to have some, I think, you know, some repercussions yeah. with the strike. And which I don't blame them. They should get paid what they they deserve. I know they do a lot of good work. Um, but I think that this is probably just the first thing in a dominoes that's going to get pushed back, not just in star Wars, but everything else is going to get pushed back. Um, and then, uh, empire magazine will kick off their event, uh, June 8th. 
the Empire Magazine is going to release a big article um, on Ahsoka, which I think you're going to talk about here in a little bit. But yep. I'm pretty excited to uh, see all that because they did a pretty good job with Mando and Andor and all those as well. Yeah, they did. They did like a secret event as well in the UK, which uh, one of our listeners, Mido, uh, was lucky enough to attend. So again, if Mido, if you're listening, I'm sure you will be. If you get to attend, you have to let us know. We might send you on a secret mission. Uh, just st- sticking with the Ahsoka stuff, uh, Ivana Sakna, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, gave a bit more um, light on her character called Shin. She said that Shin is a quite an intensive, uh, ambitious force wielder. So she's very skilled in a lightsaber contact. She's a new character. And she's trying not to give too much uh, away. But she's looking forward to the audience discovering who she is. Um, a bit away from that then. So to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, Tops have reissued their Return of the Jedi uh, Tops cards. One of them having the lucrative Mark Hamill signature on. Again, so I'm pretty sure the collectors will be on that. And speaking with Hollywood Reporter, Mark Hamill mentions that Return... Uh, to the screen now, he thinks is very unlikely, despite ideas about him floating around, no pun intended, as a force ghost in the new upcoming Ray films. So, yeah. And that's all the news that we've got today. I saw he mentioned something, too, about a recasting of Luke. So, maybe he's ready to move on. I don't know. He's been a great ambassador for Star Wars, and we're lucky to have him. But, yeah, I can see he might be We'll see. We'll see what happens. Or maybe it's a double bluff. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we get those a lot. Yeah. So. Cool. So, uh, weekly force encounter. And there's nothing from me, really. Uh, What about you, Jimmy? What uh, force encounters have you had this week? Wow, man. Last week I barely had any, and then this week I think I have quite a few. Um, said it was my anniversary, and my wife knowing uh, what I love, as you can see behind me, this is our basement. <laughs> um, she got me a variant cover of the first Marvel Star Wars mag- uh, not magazine comic, yeah, and uh, has this really cool art on it that I love. Um, so she got me that since it's you know the anniversary is paper, and then. Um, I finally beat Jedi Survivor. Nice. Like I said, when school was out, I was going to dedicate uh, some time to that game, and I really need you to beat that so we can chat about it yeah. and do an episode, and we can kind of compare, you know, uh, Fallen Order to Survivor and just kind of dive into it. But I think you, um, you're you going to be excited to oh, yes. get through that. Oh, yes. And then, then this morning, I took the VCX100, out my jeep that's the license plate on it if you know anything about uh star wars you'll know what that that ship is and we took it out and it is now covered from top to bottom in uh mud from you know these muddy planets around here so that was pretty fun after this podcast is over i gotta go clean her off though so yeah tons of star wars stuff this week it's been a it's been a really star warsy week for me it's been great nice nice yeah want to get some uh well-deserved leaving I'll be uh, hitting that Jedi Survivor. We'll get that complete. We'll definitely put in that on a uh, future episode. Love to hear the listeners and uh, readers' thoughts on that as well. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see this uh, cover as well. Hopefully, we'll put some of those pictures up on the the socials, mate. Okay, so main topic we're going to go through today then. So we've delved into the Jedi archives. and Perhaps the archives are incomplete. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. 
this week then I've been reading all about, about uh, Marvel's Star Wars The Bounty Hunters and also The War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of these before, Jimmy. I have them all. Um, nice. But that series winds, I think they're on number 34. Yeah. It just came out last week. Yes, yes, 34, yeah. And it, but it also like intertwines with Dr. Afra, it yeah. intertwines with the um, Crimson Rain stuff. So I have not, I have, honestly, I'm not up to date on it. I plan on trying to tackle that this summer. Awesome. Make some sense of it. Yeah, no, I'm about the same. Uh, I've only just recently started getting into Star Wars comics. Uh, but I'll start off with War of the Bounty Hunters, essentially. Uh, we don't have massive spoilers in this. But Star Wars uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, it's basically about uh, Boba Fett and him trying to transport his cargo to uh, Jabba the Hutt. Essentially, there's lots of different things that happen. Ends up with Boba Fett's head being... Um, given a bounty, quite an expensive bounty, uh, and you see all the bounty hunters essentially just chasing Fett and also the the, uh, the cargo that he's containing, which, again, is no surprise, is Han Solo. Um, and that's the first five of them, uh, how it starts. I got, I got a little bit confused. The Yeah, that's what... Yeah, go on, Jimmy. It, yeah, it's just... That's what I was at when I said that, is yeah. some of these... Knowing which ones to read... And how it all kind of ties together uh, is a little complicated on that series. It is so yeah. long. Yeah, massively. Um, so I, I began then reading Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Again, essentially these comics then entwine with the Star Wars universe, like uh, like Jimmy was saying, uh, from the first five being the Boba Fett uh, mini-adventure, if you like, to the background behind the Bounty Hunters and what they're doing, why, why Boba Fett or Boba Fett, sorry, as trying to get his cargo away. Uh, so you see, you see the whole point of view from different bounty hunters, essentially, and the whole rigmarole of getting a, a bounty from from uh, Bespin to uh, Jabba's palace, and it's no easy task. <laughs> no, it is definitely it is no easy task, and it's got all your favourite bounty hunters uh, from Zuckus to uh, Bosk. Um, uh, Zed Forlum's in there as well. Dengar's in there. He has quite a big part to play. Uh, there's also different syndicates uh, that, that you'd be aware of if you've watched Solo, the film. Um, again, Jabba's in there. The Huts are in there. And it introduces a new bounty hunter, uh, Valance, I think his name was. Valance. Uh, it was like a half-human, half-cyborg. And where I'm up to at the present is about, I think it's uh, 20 uh, you've just started to learn a bit more background about the and where he's come from and how he's ended up essentially being half a cyborg. Uh, there's lots of key characters from the films that appear in there throughout. If you love Bounty Hunters, you, you, you cannot pass this opportunity up. If you get your check, uh, hands on them, uh, definitely highly, highly recommend them. Excuse me. Uh, but like Jimmy said, it does get a little bit confusing where to read. Uh, but fortunately for us, Marvel have put like an idiot's guide at the back, so you've got exactly <laughs> what issues fit where. Uh, so yeah, I had good fun this weekend reading that and and, and putting those together. Uh, anything you want to say about those, Jimmy? Now I'm looking forward to diving back into them, and it kind of makes me want. Uh, I know this is selfish on my part, but Solo Two to finally happen, so we can see some of these bounty hunters in action. Um, this would be an awesome series or movie where you could just follow yes. these bounty hunters you know and it brings all those characters that you saw for what like five seconds in empire yeah 
Um, I mean, the IG guy was like drilled into the floor, couldn't even move. Um, so I think that it would be pretty cool to see these. I'm excited to like, you know, use that guide yeah. to work my way through all of the, uh, the comics. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to read those. Yeah. Like I say, it's, they are brilliant books. And one of the things I liked about them as well, I forgot to mention is the bounty hunter books. They fit in between where the war of the bounty hunters fit. So for example, uh, magazine one of star Wars, war of the bounty hunters that would encompass say, uh, episode episodes, magazines, one to eight of bounty hunters. So again, you're seeing it from all different points of view and I, yeah, it's really, really clever. Uh, thank- thankfully, they've got the they've got the idiot's guard in the back, so we're squared there. Um, <laughs> one of the next books, again, that I've read, again, it's a whole book about different perspectives and views of different characters, and exactly what Jimmy said. It gives more light to these characters that you've known for years. Uh, this book is called Tales from the Moss Isley Cantina. Uh, it's edited by uh, Kevin J. Anderson. I was fortunate enough to win this uh, when I was at Celebration Ooh. from the guys at Cantina 2. Yeah, um, very cool. And that was one of the prizes. So I've been I've been reading that this week, and it, it, again, it, it caught me off guard because it is such a good book. Uh, we're under no um, promotion um, payment or anything like that, uh, but yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, it's essentially a number of different mini stories by lots of different authors. Uh, some of the authors, again, you'll you'll know of uh, Timothy Zahn's in there, uh, Kevin J. Anderson's in oh, there. Man. Yeah, some quite quite big names. Uh, I'll just give you a brief overview of, of a couple of the stories. So the first one is essentially called We Don't Do Weddings, The Band's Tale. Uh, and it's just about the... Uh, so you know the band from uh, New Hope? The guys that play all the flutes and stuff like that. The, uh, the Nodal Tones. Yeah, yeah. So it's essentially about those. Fig Randy. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, another crime lord on Los Isley or Tatooine, if you like, wants them for her wedding. Uh, however, <laughs> her her main rival is Jabba the Hutt, so there's a big hoo ha from that. Uh, quite quite funny to be fair. Uh, next one is about Greedo, and you get a lot of background oh, yeah. about Greedo and um, how he was. How can I put this? Naive uh, and eager to prove himself. He sort of I I found myself really falling in love with Greedo in the sense that he just wanted to do good for himself and do well. However, we all know what happened to him, um, but but you see that play out um, again throughout these stories. Though that the, the famous scene in A New Hope, where Luke's in the canteen from the droids getting told to, that they're bored, they don't serve the kind, to greedy getting shot. All these stories, majority of them, are you, the characters are in that scene, and literally in the book, it's saying it's saying stuff like some farm boy walked in or. One of the stories that is about a oh. yeah one of one of the stories down down the line. I literally um, finished the, the other night uh, was about a a force user. He had some sort of sense in the force. He, he wasn't a Jedi though, but he believed in the force. Uh, it was like a pilot. Again, he was in the cantina. And an interesting thing in in the book was he mentioned where Obi Wan walks in. Obviously, he doesn't know he's Obi Wan. He said some old grey guy walks in. He said he could just sense something about him. There's lots of things in his story as well where where he's thinking about the force and certain things happen. But again, I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, it's just brilliant, like the different points of view on it. There's um, a one again about the Tanaka sisters. Again, quite a mysterious uh, artist, if you like. They're essentially um, con artists. Uh, they essentially get uh, put in prison. They have some uh, information. Uh, 
and it turns out that that information is about a certain uh, battle station. So again, there's more stuff in that that's, that's leading up um, to A New Hope. Um, again, you've got the, the figurines, battle, uh, tales are in there. You've got uh, a tale about the bartender as well and his life. Again, absolutely fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's got he's got a really uh, a funny background as well. Um, you've also got you know the Ephorian in the bar as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his tales in there as well. Um, again, you get really emotional with some of these characters because the authors they do a brilliant job as we know, but you, you really feel for them. Um, Another another quick story in there as well, was <laughs> very clever, is about a Jorah, a Jorah, where he goes back to his sand crawler, and obviously what happens in a New Hope, Jimmy, with uh, the Jorahs. Oh yeah! Oh no! Yeah, so he goes back, Ooh. he sees these, and he goes on a, he basically goes on a revenge, revenge run. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I have to read that. Man. Honestly, it is it's it, cool. it is cool, mate. Like so many little side stories that include the New Hope films and that. Um, but yeah, the jaw the jaw goes on a on a manhunt if you like, and then obviously with that, there's a tale with the stormtroopers when they first land again. So you're following the the, the view of a stormtrooper again. J- just from that, you get the idea that they haven't got a clue what's going on. <laughs> I've got a clue why they're there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, there's tales from uh, Ponda Baba as well. The famous Ponda Baba and Dr. Ivazan. I think his name's that. Ivazan. Uh, yeah, there's just so many interesting stories in it, mate. That's like, it just it blows my mind. It, op- it opens that film up as well, like massively. That'd be very cool. I'm going to check that out, I think. Yeah. Have to add that to my my list so very cool what about you then jimmy what have you been reading all right so the big one for me this week uh well over the last couple weeks is been the phase two the high republic comic there's been a 10 run issue um that goes along with phase two and they have done i know we were talking about this off air but they have done an amazing job tying these comics, the books, an audio drama um, in together and then weaving these characters in and out. And they did it in the, they did it in phase one as well. And I think that I have more hope for the movies and stuff like that moving forward because of how well they've done this, you know, because you've got comics. I mean, you have all this, all these different formats. And of course we're getting the accolade, I think that's going to kind of be the capstone to all of it. And then I think once Acolyte comes out, people are going to want to go back and they're going to want to read. If they haven't read the high Republic and I do believe in a few years, you're going to hear about movies coming out because this has been amazing. But anyways, Jack, have you ever seen this small movie called rogue one? (laughs) I have mate. Yeah, I have. (laughs) All right. Not many people have seen this movie, right? Um, But there's a scene where they go back to the city of Jeddah, right? They introduce this Gareth Edwards. I I wish he'd come back to Star Wars okay. and, um, and do another movie. But he has this, um, if you remember the scene, they're there and there's that Jedi statue that's fallen over. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you wonder, well, you know, what's happened to the statue? This 10 run um, series actually kind of covers that. Like you don't see it happening, but it starts out. Okay. Um, 
is so cool. Uh, I wasn't even sure. I, I I didn't realize I wanted to know why that statue had fallen over. Yeah. You know, you see it and you wanted the history, but, and that's what I also want to think too, is like, they've done a good job of tying stuff in. Cause I'm sure when rogue one was out, they did not have the high Republic plant, not, you know, but anyway, so this starts out with a new Jedi introduced to us called Vildar Mac. And the first, uh, first comic he has some flashbacks from when he was a kid uh, shows some of the stuff that he's been struggling with yeah there's a padawan called maddie and she's a twi'lek um uh, and they okay. meet up and so and she meets him at the you know basically the airport <laughs> and it's like hey you know come with me and he quickly sees in this episode in this comic the jetta is not a good place for jedi Right. And I think there's more history there too. Like it, it has, Jedi has become a place that all, the Jedi are almost despised. Yeah. Um, and cause there's all these different religions now that focus on the force. Uh, you have the sorcerers of Tund, you have, um, the Falanasi, they call it the white current. They have the Yakambi. I'm probably not pronouncing these right. You have the Lanto, the Matukai, the church of the force. Like you have all these different groups, yeah. all these different pilgrims coming to the city. And, um, and of course you have the path of the open hand, which is, you know, a big part of this phase two. Yeah. But anyways, he's going there to work with the convocation of the force, which is a uh, council that all, the, all these different religions come to, they sit on, they have a representative there and they, um, they talk about, you know, I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but they just kind of try to work out any issues between the different religious factions and things like that. Yeah. And of course, it starts out with all these robberies happening and then a murder happens. And there is a character called Ty Serenk. Um, He's a Cephi. He's kind of like a street hustler, thug. You don't know really if he's the bad guy or not. And then him and Vildar Mac, they kind of clash. And their story kind of builds. And the mystery starts to build and then just towards the end of it um you're introduced to master gabon and her padawan olivia and um the path of the open hand shows up now these ties Uh, into the events of convergence there was an audio drama called the battle for jedi which if you haven't listened to it is fantastic introduces a lot of new jedi um and new characters it kind of picks up from where Convergence left off. Yeah. It also brings in the people from the Path of, of Vengeance, I believe, is the first book. Path of Deceit. Then, Path of Deceit. Uh, Path of Deceit. Sorry. Path of Deceit, the first book yeah. in that series. And it kind of ties everything in. And, and then uh, the book Cataclysm that I'm reading right now, I'm about three quarters of the way through. And it has been excellent. It builds up. And it just – I'm kind of all over the place here. But it's that book has been so good because – yeah you don't know if these Jedi live or die. Yeah. You know, and we have lost a lot of them along the way in this journey so far. And it's, I do think it really makes it like, I found myself being nervous yeah, when yeah. I was reading and I'm like, Oh, this is so good. My wife's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just, I'm really nervous right now. We're going <laughs> to figure out what's going to happen with these Jedi. Um, but so that all kind of comes into a, uh, it all comes together in this comic book. And, the herald of the path of the hand, he incites this riot and all hell breaks loose in the city. 
right? People want to get the Jedi. Everyone's trying to fight each other. Vildar has a flashback from something that happened to him when he was a child. And they get tied into this bar with this uh, alien that's in the books and uh, things like that. But then while they're there, they get in this and the, ma- the Master Lebone calls for her Padawan yeah. to come out to the final protector, the last guardian statue. Apparently, according to this comic, there were four of those statues that stood when the Jedi controlled the city or ran the city or the, really the only religion that was there with them and the guardians of the wills. Um, but it's the final statue. Right. And uh, so they're getting out there to try to stop it. And they don't, unfortunately. And the, the statue crumbles. They set some charges to it. They don't stop it. So and I, I believe that's the one that you see in Rogue One because it would be the, you know, the newest one to fall. But that's like 400 years before, yeah. you know, anything that Rogue One happens. And then there's some stuff hidden down there that the Path of the Open Hand needs. Um, you finally get some explanation for the leveler or, and or they call them the nameless yeah, as well. Those yeah. force feeding beasts. You get to see them in the comic. They are terrifying. I think if I saw one of those, I'd probably run screaming <laughs> the other way. Um, it does have a happy ending for the Jedi and for Tyserek and for Maddie. And I do believe that um, Olivia makes it through. I don't, a couple of them don't make it, yeah. but it ties into it. And then of course the next book, after that series happens is the cataclysm book, uh, which I'm almost okay. done with. And it kind of picks up from there kind of intertwined because the Herald's not in that book because he's basically been captured in this comic Got for inciting this riot. And he's kind of taken out of the picture, which, you know, if the mother had that planned or not, but um, I think I'll find out in that next book. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that, but yeah, I, I say a lot of times they say that, you know, these comics don't necessarily push the stories forward. And some of them, you know, some of it's filler, you know, there's 10 episodes, yeah. or 10 comics. I keep calling them episodes, but some of it is filler, but it also builds the characters and being able to go back and read all 10 in a row. I really, really found myself enjoying it. Um, and I liked how it set up some st- stories. And if you know, if you're new to Star Wars comics, it's a great place to start. It's a great place to uh, dive into the the High Republic. I just think it's an awesome, and it's only ten. And it's only ten comics, so you can get in that easy read. You know, for not very much money, easy reading, and then you can see if that's my thing, if that's your thing. Um, if it is, great. If it's not, you can start with the books. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I'm excited. Um, I start started the Blade. Oh, love the Blade uh, with. Or, yeah, with Porter Angle. So I've kind blade. of I just started that uh, this morning, I believe. So I'm gonna jump into that, and I know that they have another, um, the High Republic. Oh, going get from uh, the spot again. Yeah, with um, where she basically turns into a pirate. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, yeah. I've started to read that one as well. Yeah, yeah. And so that one's that one's been pretty good as well. And she's yeah. like traveling around with Maz Kanata with. Uh, is it Dexter Jester? Is that is that him? Dexter Jester. Or is that just a character that looks them? No, I think it is. I think it's Dexter Jester. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to go back and I'll reread those. And I started the uh, the Yoda series, which is a pretty good. Yeah. I need to get on so, those. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much out there that's new. 
um, with the comics and the books. I just, I, I love it. I didn't think I would, yeah. uh, I'd love to read. I've always have, but these have really, and I didn't read what is now like legends. Yeah. I didn't read a ton of that when I was a kid, but I've really gotten into these stories and then just having a comic book set like that really, really helps. hundred percent agree with you. I'm totally down uh, with the comics now as well. I was exactly like, yeah, I wasn't, let's say I was a big fan. I was just a bit apprehensive because I, I started the Hard Republic stuff late. I just thought I'd stick to the adult novels. Um, but then coming from Celebration and speaking to loads of the fans, they were always recommending these comics. And like you said then, yeah, the, one of the ones that we were talking about, the Hard Republic Adventures from Dark Horse is uh, Sav, Padawan Sav from Malagalan. I've said that completely wrong. Yeah. Sav. But yeah, so it says Padawan or Pirate. But again, in that you meet uh, Maz Kanata. Obviously, we know Maz from the Force. Uh, yeah, the Force Awakens onwards. So that just goes to show how old uh, Maz is. Because uh, again, we don't really know yes. a great deal about Maz either. Uh, so clearly, she's been involved with Jedi for years upon years. Uh, but yeah, totally agree with what you're saying, mate. The comics are fantastic, uh, and I think the comics that you were talking about there with the um, what's the Jedi's name again? Sorry. Vildar uh, Mac. Vildar Mac, yeah, like absolutely brilliant character. Um, Kevin Scott's done a, a fantastic job on those ten comics. Oh. Like he's unbelievable. Um, just like you're saying in his books. Yeah, you just get so involved with him, don't you? He, and that's what a good yes, book is. He... Yeah, hundred percent. I think his books, his comics have been phenomenal. Um, I, I, you know, I glad that he's basically he seems like he's kind of the centerpiece to it all it all kind of comes out from him he seems to be kind of like i don't say in control of it because i know that they they share the workload and listening to them yeah um at the last two celebrations you can tell they have a really good rapport with one another um, and they really work well together and you can see that in the writing you can see that in the storytelling and I, i hope that continues i wouldn't mind seeing some of these guys and ladies um, jumping to the big screen. Yeah, I think they'll definitely have exactly. a, an involvement. And again, a good point that you brought up there was I think with the comics and the books, there wasn't a lot of expectation. I think people thought it might just pass over uh, and it wouldn't last as long as it has. And they even said at Celebration, they couldn't believe how packed the hall was. They, they weren't expecting it. Well, I tell you what... Um... Celebration Chicago was my very first celebration. And that's when they kind of announced Project Luminous. And that's all they said. Yeah. And then you fast forward with through COVID and everything. And you know, you don't know how much was going to be told the next year, but we went to Anaheim and I went to all the, um, the book panels. Yeah. That's all I could get in. Like I kept losing out in the lottery and stuff, but, uh, (laughs) So I decide I'm going to go to those since I can get into yeah. them. And, you know, it would be half full, maybe. I got up front on every single one. I mean, I mean, I was sitting in the front row for all of the High Republic stuff and comics. And then you went to Celebration Europe, London, and those places were a madhouse. And it was yeah. so cool to see. You have people cosplaying. I had uh, one guy, like, freaking out fanboying out hardcore it's not really my style but like i really was like this is pretty cool to see these people freaking out yeah. screaming so excited about these characters and uh yeah that, it's just yeah. it's really grown i think it's 
it has to have exceeded their expectations. Massively, absolutely massively. Again, totally agree. Um, it's just certain characters resonate with certain people as well. Because there's so many characters, you've got the opportunity to pick yeah. certain ones. But again, like you said, because there's so many Jedi, you don't know who's going to survive. Um, obviously, we've got the big thing with Biriaga at the minute. Is is Biriaga, did he, did he oh. survive? Who knows? Yeah, I Yes. So I, I, my fingers are crossed <laughs> that Burry is still around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I also too uh, let our listeners know we've got Starbird Files wants to come on once we've all finished this phase two. Yeah, and he he knows this stuff inside out and backwards. Big we're gonna bring Johnny on, and we're gonna have a rundown. You can tell I think the passion for this is here. Yeah. Um, and Johnny's he's he's like an encyclopedia when it comes to this stuff. Oh yeah. Um, for the young kids, I'll, we'll have to explain what encyclopedia means. But um, he's like Google for uh, literature, uh, the High Republic. Yeah. But he's he's going to come on, and uh, we're going to do a little rundown of Phase Two and yeah, our, you know what we're hoping for for Phase Three. So yeah, hundred percent. We'll get him on. Same with Phase One. We'll do a quick recap: what's happened, where we're at, who we are, uh, and yeah, any High Republic fans, let us know what you like. What's been your favorite? Uh, book, comic to read, what character's been your favourite, uh, what moments haunting you at the minute. I know I've got a few. Um, <laughs> there are a ton. Oh, yes. Yeah, so just to put you on the spot slightly then, Jimmy, who or what is your favourite uh, High Republic character so far from the books? From all of the yeah. books? Like phase one, phase yeah, two? Yeah, you can choose one at the minute. Well, oh, my gosh. There's... <laughs> That is really yeah. hard. Um, Master Comac. Okay. From phase one. He has a couple scenes um, in a couple of the books. He's not, in, he's not in too many of the bigger books. I, I think he kind of gets overlooked, but you know, you got Reed Silas in there and, but yeah, Master Comac has some quotes that I've really have. Um, and, and where his character goes in the end is kind of like, Whoa, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Um, but and then of course Ember the Charhound, just you know being a dog guy, I absolutely love seeing a Jedi with a dog, and I want to <laughs> yeah. see that in a movie. Um, and this dog just you know absolutely goes to town on uh, the Nihil in the one in the uh, I think it's the second adult yeah Rosenstone in that series. But yeah, I but man, that's it. What about you? So because. That's a good question. <laughs> so I've got a thing with characters at the minute. So my original one, again, just starting from the book that I'd read, was Loading Grapestorm. Uh, and things things oh. didn't end up uh, too too great for him. Um, but again, a big fan. Buryaga, again. <laughs> things may or may not have ended quite well for, for Buryaga. Um, another one that I liked as well from the, the Fallen Star. I can't remember her name now. Not Ava Chris. It was the one... Uh, had the white lightsaber. Uh, she's on the cover of Fallen Star. Oh, Solandra. Solandra. Big fan of her again. <laughs> Not a great. Yeah, you man. I hope so... you don't. <laughs> yeah. Please, please tell me you don't like Vernestra Rowe. Yeah, please leave her alone. No, I've, I've said nothing about that one at the minute. Uh, phase two. I, uh, I do like Martian Raff. I think the law behind him is fantastic. Um, I've only read the Path of Deceit at the minute. Uh, from phase two, um, again, I did quite like uh, Kevma, but again, I left it at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, nothing ends well. Uh, 
There are two characters that show up, and I don't want to give anything away for you, in the Cataclysm. And I got like schoolboy giddy getting to see these two characters in action. And one of them kind of takes off and uh, gets into the story towards the end. And it's just so awesome to see this character, this Jedi that you know, um, uh, get involved and just be like wise. And and, I mean, it's just, it's really cool. There's a lot of good ones. Great and son, Char real Roy, a couple of the Jedi masters, you know, I liked Vildar Mac. I like, you know, he didn't get fleshed out as much, but, and there's so many, uh, some of the girls too, as well, have really important, um, and Gela. And I think, uh, I'm trying to, man, the names, some of the names are escaping me because there's, there's so many. It's one part of the high Republic. My wife read the first book, the light of the yeah. Jedi. And she's like, I can't keep track. I'm like, I couldn't either. I had to read and it a lot twice. Of people the same. Um, but, yeah, it's that it, it is tough, and I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I think a lot of those Jedi are just they have great stories. They flush them out. They're all so different. Um, but I'm worried about all of them right now. The way that this series yeah. is going, um, I'm I got a high level of concern about the uh, about the Jedi in Phase Two, and then hopefully we get back to Phase One soon. Yeah, or not Phase One, but you know that that yeah. group of. Uh, Jedi, yeah. Back to the beginning of. I do, I do like Bell. Um, Bell said the fire as well. I like him. Oh um, yeah, there, there, there's a Jedi for everybody. Hundred oh, percent. Like, it's just might keep dying. You just find like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he's he's still yeah, kicking, so yeah. him, you know, he's got, but he's he's got Ember there to protect yeah. him, so I think he's be all right. Uh, but yeah, no, big fan of those. I was going to say as well, I think, like you mentioned it as well earlier, do with the Acolyte uh, and certain characters that come from that. The biggest thing, and again, you keep mentioning it, it keeps making me think, you're right again. Just because from Star Wars, and this is for everyone of all ages, as soon as you hear the word Jedi and you see a Jedi, you're instantly attached to them. Straight away, you get attached to Jedis. The beautiful thing about the Acolyte is there's so many Jedis again. Uh, and like Leslie Edlam was saying, because there's so many Jedi, there's so many different ways Jedi can die. So I think the Acolyte, that's another reason why it's, it's, I can't wait for it. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a great show, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's about everything, Jimmy, for this week. Yeah, I feel like I probably could go on for another three hours talking about <laughs> the High Republic, but we'll save that for yeah. uh, some other episodes. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm looking forward to as well. Um, just to give a bit of a rundown as well, we're going to be doing a sort of uh, build up towards Ahsoka as well, uh, just with characters, key moments. Uh, again, just to help people that haven't seen it or don't remember much from it. Then the build up for um, Ahsoka. Uh, just a couple of shout outs again to some recent followers. We have got Darth Anu, uh, Brandalorian sixty six, and Groovy NGE zero twenty seven. Again, thanks for following us. Uh, just a couple of questions for our explorers out there then. Okay, if you had to pick a favourite character from the Phoenix Squad, who is it and why? And also any predictions for Ahsoka. So please again, hit us out on the social medias, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Explore the Force. Leave us any comments, subscribe, likes, please rate us, give us feedback, tell us what you want to hear, tell us what's working, what's not working. Uh, and hopefully check back with us next week to see if Taylor's been revived from the zoo. (laughs) 
and leave us any thoughts. <laughs> so, without further ado, from myself then, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. We have spoken. See you next week. transmission from the outer rim hey guys so i didn't get eaten by a lion i survived i have a really quick um force encounter very short driving to work this week i saw a jeep driving down the road in front of me and he had a mythosaur um decal on the back of his jeep and i went oh that's awesome and i kind of kind of went to pass him a little bit gave him the side look and gave him the boba fett nod he looked, he got super excited, he smi- He got all excited and he smiled and he goes, oh, and then he puts on a serious face and he gives me the Boba Fett nod back and it was like, yes! <laughs> so nice. at that moment, I was really wishing that I could have just ninja starred one of our cards over to him, but we were on the highway, so that wasn't going to happen. But anyways, oh, yeah. making friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week, I pulled out of the archives um, the comic uh, series, just the miniseries, Jedi Dark Temple. So I didn't hear too much about this. Um, I'm hearing about it now that Survivor's coming out. Um, but it's actually a prequel story to um, Jedi Fallen Order. And it's got... Um, Seer Junda as a Padawan in it, and it has Eno Cordova, who we love him, and he's exactly like you see him in the game. Just so, so into all of this, uh, the history and like the monks and like the stories that they, uh, all of their beliefs and stuff. So he's exactly the same in the comic, and I really liked, uh, seeing his character more. Um, honestly, I could read it in his voice. My friend, we have, like, you can have just... an awesome voice. <laughs> yeah, he does. Right. So it just, it worked out perfectly. But, um, I almost wish that I had seen this comic series before I played Jedi Fallen Order. As you guys know, I still have not played Survivor uh, because I'm broke. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to enjoy this story one way or another. But so this uh, comic, Dark Temple, is actually almost impossible to find it these days. So don't even try to find it on Amazon or in any of your comic books uh, stores. I looked everywhere. Um, but I ended up buying it on Marvel Comics. I think it was like seven dollars. Okay. Yeah, ask you. Yeah, it was like I was seven dollars. So. Yeah, I think it was like seven dollars Canadian on Marvel Comics, and it's actually pretty cool. Marvel Comics app on my phone. Um, I think the app itself is free, so you have all your different collections of all your different comics that, um, or mini series. And you can like double click into each picture and it'll show each frame at a time. So it's not like you're seeing the whole page of the comic at once. And like 
your eyes obviously go to the bottom right away really fast and they go back to the top and you're like, damn it, I just gave it away for myself, but I just can't help it. Or at least that's how I read comics anyways. I'm not, not patient whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that guided view is super helpful. I'd never read comics really as a kid and yeah. I got that guided view when I started reading Star Wars comics and man, it helps because it goes to where it's supposed to go and <laughs> you know who's supposed to be talking. I'm like, all right, this is how it works. Yeah, right. And you, you can know. focus on like that image. I don't know what it is about me, yeah. but I could read comics like four times in a row and I just can't, I don't have like the memory storage for it. Like I would a regular novel. I don't know why. So every time I pick up a comic, I have to go back and read like five pages over again even though i like i've got my bookmark but i don't know that's just me even though i'm like a super visual learner so it's like completely opposite for my brain but i don't understand whatever um anyways so the story starts off um it's seer and master cordova and they're sent to this planet called Antotho. 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 yeah yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've read those ones. It's got to have the O, just like everything, like Bagano and <laughs> in the Jedi yeah, comics or series. Yeah, right? Someone likes the O's there. Um, yeah. So they start up on this planet, and it is a Republic-represented uh, planet, but there is, um, there's like a sovereign nation called uh, like Phylar. So it has these um, freedom fighters of Phylari people and they um, actually have their little base right outside of an old Jedi temple. Um, but they don't actually know this is like, um, actually, you know what? I don't believe it's a Jedi temple towards spoilers, spoilers, people, spoilers. Um, towards the end of it, it ends up being the Zepho. It's a temple for the Zepho. So Oh, these, good connection. Yes. So these Filari people are trying to protect this temple um, from the Republic because they want it to stay um, like sacred. They don't want it to be excavated and stuff because, of course, the Jedi are going to find this and go, oh, we need to investigate this. So they send um, Seer Jenda and, you know, Cordova there. Um, to work out, um, I guess there's this like little like war happening between the people there. Um, so the it's called the DAA Corporation or the Da Corporation. I dislike <laughs> that name a lot, so I'm going to call it the DAA uh, Corporation. And they are trying to get into this temple. Um, to exploit what's inside of it uh its force powers its history they're looking for i mean another word for magic stuff right so they want to get into this temple they can't do it by themselves so they actually the daa corporation contact the republic and they say that they're being attacked by um terrorists which actually is not happening. So they just can't beat these Phylari people who are just very, like, very committed. They have endless resources to keep these guys out. Um, and from what it looks like, the staff of the, this corporation um, are terrible at their jobs because apparently they just look the other way when there's a huge commotion going on behind them. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, any local business. <laughs> um and they actually, um, the Republic sends 
a couple of the Jedi as they do as their um as their peacekeepers and they get mixed up in it. Seer and uh Eno end up getting um completely separated. They both think that each other has perished in this explosion that happened. Um the seer actually goes with the Philari Philari people. And she learns this story and they are actually telling a big lie to her as well. So nobody's actually telling the truth here. Um, um, but this is actually where Cordova finds this crazy passion that he has for the Zepho and for their belief system. So in, in Jedi Fallen Order, you're pretty much, if you haven't played the game, go play it. What's wrong with you? Go play this game. Jedi yeah, Fallen Order. It is phenomenal. Oh, it's so fun. I haven't even played Survivor, which is the next in this three-game series, I believe, they're doing. Um, and now we also have the Battle Scars book coming out as well. So there's a lot of stories between these characters, between Cal Kestis and Seer and Grease. Um and BD1, oh, the cutest droid ever. Mm-hmm. So in the end, they do um, come to they come to an agreement, which Eno uh, Cordova says, it's not going to last long, but this is the best we can do for now. Let's get our studies in really quick of this temple while we still can, because the war between these people is going to continue, and this is not going to last just because of their intentions. Which in the book you do see, or sorry, the comic. And one thing I did really like about the comic is it jumps back and forth in time. So it's jumping between um, the Inquisitors that are actually hunting Cal currently. They're looking for other Jedi, obviously, but they're on the same path that they know that Cal and Seer are following. So they don't know that, like, Master Cordova has hidden these secret messages in this droid and he's like saying these as they're finding recognition points in the game and and in the different temples and planets and stuff. But you have the second sister who's like who's on Ontotho and they are like uh, they know she knows exactly what what it is, what temple this is they found. She even says um like they don't um you know, Cordova does not know what he has found, but I do. And Seer, Junda, and Cal Kestis cannot hide from me any longer. So then it jumps right back to the timeline of the game, which is very cool. And then it jumps back into when Seer is a Padawan again. And as all Padawans are, they all um, don't 100% agree with their masters. And they think that they could be doing a better job and so on. Um, Seer, I love Seer's character. She's very to the point. She has, she has no bull crap. Um, doesn't wait for all the fighting to happen. She just wants it to end right now. Like, this is enough. She uses the force to push these two arguing people away from each other. She, and as we know, she does actually dip into the dark side in bad times later on right so you can kind of see it a little bit in this comic book where it's going um but at the very end uh, of this comic um you know does get out word to the jedi council like hey this is not as it seems we need backup um and we need to study this temple that we've found 
it's not going to last long, etc. And they do send out two Jedi from the council. Do you know who those Jedi are? I honestly, it has been <laughs> since they came out. These comics were released, so I wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> so one of them, I feel like Mace Windu. Or yes, something. you're right. Okay, so one of them's okay. name is Odu or Adu Adu. Um, he's an Ithorian um, Jedi Master. He actually doesn't end up making it out of the temple because there's a whole lot of bombs and explosions. Yeah. It does get destroyed pretty much by the end of it, and it gets mostly covered up. So. Later in the in the years, this is when the second sister finds it half torn down, but she kind of knows what's going on. Um, she also comes across a droid named Enthrilo, who is following Seer on her journey. And she says, she plugs him in, charges him, and she says, what happened here? And he's half blown up. And he says, the Jedi are what happened. Jedi came here. And she's like, yes, I knew this. This confirms it. Perfect. So we have Odu, who comes, which is one of the Jedi Master from the Council, and Mace Windu comes, too. I, last, the last person I expected to be in this comic. There's not even, like, there's not even a little picture of him on the front of the comic or anything. They kept this, like, it was great. Um, That last issue of the five-issued miniseries did not come out until a month after Fallen Order had released so people were already playing this game before knowing how this comic ended um which might have been their way of kind of blending everything together i don't know if they wanted maybe it should have been finished before but anyways to the people who actually read this comic at the same time as playing the game i envy you because i wish i had done this um and in the end yeah, yeah and in the end seer Junda gets knighted from being a Padawan by Mace Windu, which is super cool to me. Very cool. Yeah, and then you kind of see her past a little bit, and then in the game she tells you more about her past, so you kind of end up actually following Sears a lot of her life, which I, I love in these um, miniseries. That's what they do. They're like enrichment when we don't have movies or these big games coming out because it is a lot of work to get those big games out. Uh, like how long do we wait for survivor? Like three, four years. Oh yeah. That felt like at least three or four years. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. But... Yeah. Right. And I mean, like to me, it doesn't really feel that long, but then again, I did play fallen order five times. So it's actually fun to play it. <laughs> Um, through with Cal dressed as an inquisitor, like they don't, <laughs> they don't acknowledge what you're dressed as, but like you're dressed as the bad guy, but the bad guys are like, oh look a Jedi, even though you have a red light there. <laughs> so I had fun with that, but um, yeah, it says here 2019. So yeah, four years in between. It's a long time, and I hope we don't have to wait. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but there's definitely going to be a third. It has to be a third game. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, uh, it, I did think that this, this, this comics kind of did a better job. I would say these comics, these five tie better into fallen, fallen order than battle scars really does much for <laughs> survivor. I, so I, I agree. I, I, I haven't even started um survivor but all i've heard from different people is that you absolutely did not need to read battle scars 
apparently it doesn't really have anything <laughs> to do with it, but I haven't read it, so I may be completely wrong. <laughs> well, there's there's a couple things that it it kind of sets up for you um, in the game, and then there's some stuff that happens as the game goes on that you're like, you're kind of waiting for it to happen, yeah. I guess. But I, I, you know, I think that they did a pretty good job with the um, with that sem- that comic series. Mm-hmm. I do think the timing was kind of weird, like you said, yeah. that it didn't come out prior, or like maybe like two episodes, two two issues came out, the game comes out, you know, a couple more issues come out or something like that, because we, Jack and I talked about the, the High Republic ones and how it all blends and kind of weaves its way through the books and yeah. But they have gotten better. They have. It. And so I'm assuming, so I'm assuming we'll see more, you know, lead up to, uh, you know, whatever the third game ends up being. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they were testing the waters with the novel. Um, I mean, Sam Meggs, the writer of Battle Scars, she's amazing. She's actually Canadian. I've had a little bit of a chat with her. No. She's great. Um, but I won't get Very into Battle cool. Scars today. Um, but she is a very great person. Yeah. You can follow her on Instagram. She's hilarious. She's great. And she really cares about her characters. Yeah, I, I thought she did a great job. <laughs> yeah. She, she. You could see that in the book for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. She did a great yeah. job. Well, anyways, um, that is my wrap up of my archive special this week. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And oh, awesome. just in one more thing. Seer and Eno actually do, Eno Cordova actually do fight some sentinels um, that are in like Jedi Fallen Order, like those oh. big giant uh, droid. What are they like made in the oh, Cepho's yes. image? Um, so they do fight one of those mm-hmm. in yeah, those things were... in the comics. So I thought that was really cool too. <laughs> Very cool. Everybody hated those guys. <laughs> I do have. Yeah, they were a pain in the butt for a while. Um... <laughs> This kind of ties in with uh, what Jack and I talked about a little bit earlier, but um, he asked me, I'm going to ask you right now, you've only read phase two so far, yes. but who is your favorite Jedi so far in phase two? Uh, um, oh, oh my gosh. My favorite Jedi. It's going to be Gela. Gela Netai. She, I think she's so badass. Pardon my language. But like 10 minutes into meeting her, she's walking, levitating in the air, practicing just walking on the force. Like, what? We've never seen this before. Like, she's literally so powerful that she can just walk on the force. Like, if I'm saying it wrong like that, then I apologize. But but I think her double lightsabers are so cool. Um, sometimes she only uses one. And, like, at one point, I think she loses one of them, and, like, Axel Greylark has it, and, and like, they have this crazy relationship, and she, she's a Jedi who doesn't know who she is, and I feel like that is a lot of the Jedi, right? Um, but she, she's still trying to find out what she wants to be, like, she's a Jedi Knight, she knows she wants to be a Jedi Master, but she's like, maybe I'm gonna join like the Pathfinder team, like maybe I'll fit in better there. Um, I've had some bad like things happen recently and I just, I need to find my own path and just how calm and down to earth she is. I just, I love it. Like she has, she's fighting her own battles in her head, but 
damn, she can talk. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she just, and you, there was one scene in, I think, Convergence and her one page. And Axa goes, so say you weren't a Jedi. Would I, would we be together? Something along that lines, because you can tell they both like each other kind of deal. Um, and she goes, she says, if I were not a Jedi, I would not be who I am. So this question is pointless. And he was like, yeah, okay, then <laughs> not the answer he wanted, but no, definitely not. Yeah, and she has like this good respect for like the other Jedi. But yeah, it's it's gonna be Gala. She for me, I haven't read phase one. So I know there's a lot of Jedi out there that people um say are just amazing, and I'm like, I don't know who they are yet, but <laughs> but I will. Um and I think a close second would be Salandra's show. I should have remembered that. She has a super cool name. Um, but yeah, she's a close second for sure. Just how I like her shield. We've never seen a Jedi have a shield before. And I feel like more of them should, right? Like um, the Jedi are about not about attacking first and trying to um suppress any arguments and try to talk things through first so she has a shield in case someone attacks her first which makes sense to me um you can actually buy that shield from galaxy's edge and i think probably the disney stores too i saw somebody buy one and then they completely stripped all the color off of it and and all the paint off of it and they made it like their own cool jedi shield but with all the cool electronics and stuff to it I was like, yeah, that's oh, sick. Cool, yeah. That's sick. So, yeah. yeah. I liked her in the the young reader book. She used that shield a ton yeah. on that planet. Those uh, are I from phase remember. one, right? No, that's phase two. Is it? Because oh. all these Jedi, that's 150 <laughs> years before all that stuff happens in phase one. Right, right. But, um, yeah, she uses it in one of the young reader books to like fight off these monsters. It is pretty cool. Yeah. The, so, yeah she, uh, it's definitely neat to see. One of the things about the High Republic is like all these Jedi doing things a little bit differently. Yeah, they have that. They have wow. They have a lightsaber whip. Like there's all kinds of. Yeah. Stuff out there. I saw that. Yeah, I, it's very I haven't. Cool. I haven't gotten into that yet, but I've yeah. seen that the Jedi whip. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool, and it's pretty big character in the Phase One. Yeah. So, I'll be curious if they bring that forward later on. But uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Acceptable well, answers. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, that's it for me this week. For Light and Life, I have also spoken. <laughs> See you next you time. <laughs> That'll do it for us this week. Thanks for joining us again. Remember, you can find us on all the social medias at Explore the Force. Um, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget to like share, leave us a review, uh, leave some comments, let us know what you like, let us know what you want us to talk about. Have a great week.